Hey, everybody. Fantastic episode of the morning show today. Pretty gnarly stuff. The show is brought to you by us, by our newsletter. Sign up at thenifty.com, T-H-E-N-I-F-T-Y.com. Welcome to the show. We got speakers on stage like we always do because that's how Twitter Spaces works. And uh, I appreciate them showing up each and every day. Shout out to everyone uh, in the audience for joining. Do we also have actually Clemente? Is there, is there an NFT today? I'm assuming there is. Absolutely. You know, you know we're dropping one. Okay, well, there we go. Uh, so we're dropping another NFT today. <laughs> you know? Uh, in terms of the weekend, was there any, uh, any uh, NFT trading amongst y'all here? Signal? Easy? Kicks? I didn't do any trading uh, over the weekend, but there was a ton of news, which I was really surprised about because I thought we we're going to be going into like quiet period. And then this week would be the week where like all the banger news came out. But mm -hmm. there was like a ton of stuff dropping everything from uh, proofs like Beeple, sorry, proofs Diamond Exhibition featuring Beeple, the Azuki Party, uh, uh, OpenSea talking about Gemesis, uh, data review, or just like tons and tons of story, huge uh, sales, a lot of the Zuki grails, plus the, like, it wasn't even the grails. It was also like the, like the midship ones as well. The mid tier, sorry ones. Um, yeah. Just a ton of stories. Signal, you're missing the best story. Des Which Bryant's one? board ape got fished oh, yeah. because he bought a fake MILF token. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't realize, <laughs> I didn't realize that was the other, the other side of that story. Well, someone that did like sucks. some internet sleuthing. It was like, here's the contract he bought. It's a fake MILF token, and I lost it. And he obviously commented, was like, I didn't do that. It wasn't well, me. <laughs> well, that, the more interesting about the story is, is there a real MILF token? Yes. Oh, yeah. It did like a 20x in the bull, dude. Okay, okay. but is it is it still trading well right now? Like, are you a big holder? Oh, God, no, it's zero. Which is why it was weird that he interacted with a fake one. Yes, yeah, so... I don't know. I don't know. That was that was the one interesting story that I saw. To be clear, like someone may have wrapped that contract with like you don't know what the front end sure. was that he dealt with. Like the contract may be MILF token, and that's just to shame and embarrass people. But like who knows what the landing pages that he ended up on that he clicked that resulted in that. So I don't know. I can't imagine I'm sure that it's super it, legit. Yeah, I can't imagine he got an email that was like, "You're going to need to get in on this 10x MILF token." <laughs> No, dude, it was probably like a dip at a party. Like, the guy's like, dude, I think Milf Token's going to make a comeback. And he's like, are you for real right now? I'm going to go buy it right now. So, I don't know, Kix. You, you get those strange sauna tips coming in. So, like, if the Milf yeah, Token was dropped, that could have been you. I would have bought it. Fuck yeah, 100%. But I would have used a hot wallet or bought it on exchange. But I, you're right. I would have snap bought it. If Sauna Guy told me that, easy. He's never missed. <laughs> um. Well... We'll dive into all of the details of, of MILF token, as I'm sure that everyone is uh, highly anticipating. Um, but maybe we can actually just dive, actually real quick, before we get to the uh, weather report, it's important that we shout out, what, when you think of MILF token, what comes second best to MILF token? The Singaporean dollar, the least diluted currency globally. Correct. And then what's the next <laughs> thing that comes to mind? The Chinese yuan, which is currently gaining a massive exposure across the global <laughs> yeah. macro ecosystem. Okay, which has been having, uh, having a big impact on the Nakamigos floor, no doubt. But before uh, we discuss that, it's actually, when I think of MILF token, what comes to mind is our sponsor, SoRare. SoRare, uh, not correlated whatsoever, but 
there are shared similarities in terms of hype. You know, once uh, the distinction is Sober has that sustained hype, whereas MILF token, it comes and goes, you know, it's a quickie. Uh, when it comes to So Rare, the second season of the MLB on So Rare is now live, which is a pretty big deal. Uh, that means they've retained the license with the MLB, which is big. That means there was a good partnership last time around. That means that fantasy sports and NFTs have a future as it applies to baseball. I've never played fantasy baseball, uh, but I have never met Sounds more. Sounds really boring. Okay, well, I think our sponsor would disagree, but more importantly than our sponsor disagreeing, I would say that I've met never met more sort of nerdy uh, in a good way, people than those that like track the uh, the points oh, yeah. at baseball games, like that. Well, and also in baseball, the there's points. games like every couple of days, so people are going to town on it. Like you're always having to move your lineup. Same with hockey. The point, yes, it's called the points. That's what they call it in baseball. Okay, Bunny. Uh, sorry, are you are you pissed off that I didn't throw to you right away? Is that is that where that came from? You got to call. <laughs> no, I'm not pissed off. I'm pissed off they called it points. I play baseball my whole life. It's their runs. Okay, my bad. So, you know, runs, bats, hits, you know, fielders, you know, those sorts of things. Short stoppers. These are the words that people say when they think of baseball. They think of uh, well-cut grass. They think of uh, must be a Homer Simpson. And so those are the sorts of things that it comes to with baseball. But so rare revolutionary free-to-play fantasy baseball game and marketplace transforming fans into owners. Uh, with So Rare, you own and build fantasy MLB teams. Like a professional GM, uh, we've been doing That's professional fun. GMs every damn morning. Am I right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that if you're that good at GMing on Twitter, then you got to be good at GMing a baseball team is what they say. That's literally what they ask when you apply to become a general manager. Uh, and because you're a manager, you can collect, buy, sell, trade, and compete with officially licensed digital player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards. Uh, we're giving away, actually, uh, pinned to the top here, uh, there's a giveaway, a limited Mike Trout card for listeners who sign up with the link in the pinned tweet and draft their starting team. Mike Trout, that guy's big league. You know, I would even say major league. Uh, so if you want to get one of those, sign up for so. It's sorry. I had a call come in. It's the nifty.com slash. So rare. Let me make sure that we're still on Twitter. Are we good. Yeah, I think we're good. Uh, if Dude, you I'm waiting for them to launch their, uh, their golf. They're apparently coming out with PGA tour real quick. Pretty soon. Can uh, I just want to confirm? Can people on Twitter hear me? Can you make a uh, an emoji if you can? Because the call just okay, we're good. Um, that's a good engagement. I like that, Nick. Everybody, click an emoji if you can hear me. Shout out to everyone in the audience for clicking the emoji and retweeting this space. If you can hear me right now, just to verify, retweet the space. <laughs> Okay, so anyways, let's dive into the uh, the weather report. Uh, well, I'll mention more about so rare later in this episode. Who's done the uh, weather yeah. signals on it today? 
I'm on, yeah, I'm on, I'm on weather report today, guys. So, uh, GM everyone, Monday 10th of April. So happy Easter for Easter Monday. Volume coming in at 46 million across the market. We got Blur at 26 million, while OpenSea down in the double digits at 11 million. Onto leaders, hasn't been a huge amount of change. You do have Azuki up at 14.4, D Gods at 9.4, Captions looking sizzling at 6.3, Pudgies and Moonbirds pretty much the same. Over the past 24 hours, well, Moonbirds announced that the 22 artists lineup the diamond exhibition it'll, it'll actually will include people in there in just over a week the day zero nested birds will be airdropped a choice pass allowing them to choose which artists they want to mint for point two day zero birds are on the otc are trading for about five e on to other side well the other side voyagers were airdropped helmets on on, on the weekend the 2.2 collection so 2200 uh, k collection initially traded around point three but then it went all the way up to point eight before settling around point seven this morning and also Shit. as well a little update on the gucci sale in the end those codependents uh to so the total supply maximum was 3,333 they ended up selling 3,019 so great great uh, amount sold there and that raised 5.7 million dollars so that is a nice little raise on the codependence on to OpenSea. OpenSea share the metadata reveal is coming soon for the Gemesis holders. You have until May 4th to actually go get your free Gemesis. So far, around 90,000 out of the 180,000 have been minted. And the average price pushed up over the weekend to 0.1 before selling back down to 0.05. So people obviously still speculating more could happen there. And then lastly, Memeland tweeted that following the Shanghai upgrade, the team are going to set up 69 validators. The team tweeted they keep most of their treasure in fact. In, in crypto and ETH and they're doing this uh, 69 validators to one, help secure the Ethereum network two, to earn rewards as operating revenue and three, to to dog food stake land before launching it publicly. So meme land absolutely cooking over the weekend. Crypto on the other hand, pretty stable for the most part. So it's back to you in the studio. Dude, I'm really, ugh. so it seems like this was an incentive for me to have moved my other deed over, huh? And uh, And I didn't do it. For what reason? What was the incentive? To get this uh, this airdropped helmets. No, you had yep. to participate in the second trip and then oh, win the competition. So you would have had to yeah, play the game. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not doing that. I took a tough L, actually, Nick. Uh, we lost the nail biter, man. We 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 retook the lead. It was an epic comeback, and then and then we uh, we blew it. I think I saw like a video clip of that or something. I don't know. Um, well, I'm sorry for your loss. Uh, sounds like you missed out on 0.7 ETH. That's that hurts. Uh, let's real quick uh, covering the newsletter that goes out every day at the nifty.com. Look, if you're not signed up for the newsletter, not going to make it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you just got to go sign up there. Holler at your boy. Uh, Gremplin, a prominent digital artist and co-founder of Cryptodes, offered Knock Amigos holders the chance to trade in their NFT for a new artwork, Fry Harvesters, through a burning process. The limited supply of 69 Grempla pieces sold out within two hours. Um, I'm surprised that the dynamics in China didn't have an impact on uh, this sort of uh, project, but here we are, Gremplin, in the face of a lot of the, and and the uh, uh, ongoing war in- Macroeconomic global issues. Yeah, uh, in the yeah. face of that- A Gremlin, Russian ruble would have uh, really weighed down this burn process. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm actually surprised that uh, Grumplin decided to proceed forward, but here we are. Over the weekend, three Azuki Grail sales were recorded, each with a purchase price exceeding 160 ETH. 
Among the buyers was Ray Chan, CEO of 9Gag. He's back, who acquired Azuki 606 for 160 ETH. Um, there's big moves being made here. Uh, you know, we've seen Ray, Ray uh, do this. He was able to buy this for less than getting that uh, butthole key from uh, the Dookie Dash key. And so now he's able to buy this other one. Big moves taking place here. Uh, Feature.io, a Los Angeles entertainment studio. What? All right, I'm not reading this. This is that, I'm not reading that one. Decentralized exchange sushi swap suffered an exploit resulting in the loss of 3.3 million from at least one user with those who interacted within the last four days potentially impacted. Mostly on Arbitrum, I think. Okay. This is my understanding. Mostly, mostly people that were using Sushi on Arbitrum. Uh, I saw some people on the feed, lost some money. Yeah, pretty, pretty rookie mistake over there. Um, rookie by, mistake by who? Sushi Swap. Got it. Okay. Like they basically rolled out an update, and in the update, like someone could mimic a smart contract and basically like make a call to people's wallets and just pull money out. Oh my god. So were they able to roll back to the other contract or how do you do that? I don't know, dude. That's above my pay grade. They um, said um, to everybody to do revoke.cash, but this is one of the reasons when when you check your wallet and you look at revoke.cash and then it shows you which platforms you've given allowances to, this is why you shouldn't have allowances on all your tokens in your wallet and you should always revoke a, as many as possible. And I know it means you're going to have to pay again next time you use the platform, but it's always in these moments when you're not at your computer and then all of a sudden, a contract gets exploited, and you might not be able to get to your wallet fast yeah. enough. So just don't have all uh, all allowances open on uh, on your tokens in your wallet, and that's how you avoid these situations. Another yeah, thing, yeah, like MetaMask can... now has been doing that, like like set approval. I don't know if you've noticed, right? Where like they, they they instead of approving all, like you can like set it to like a certain amount. Um, so even like that feature kind of will like save you a little bit. But yeah, I mean that just that just sucks. I mean, there's a lot of ways to lose money in this space. You could just buy the top of something. You could get fished on Twitter. But for like a big company to release an exploit and for you to lose your money that way, that's just that stings a little extra. You know, uh, it was difficult because my mom texted me this morning that she fell for this exploit situation. She was doing some DeFi farming on Arbitrum, migrating Last some some tokens over via Sushi Swap. She ended up with this situation as well. And I was just like, Mom, how are you going to make that DeFi mistake yet again? Like, how are you going to do that? And, and I'm like really disappointed in you. And she was like, I'm, I know that, you know, I'm getting older. What can I say? You know, these are the sort of things that happen. I used to be able to farm shit coins back in my day, but now I got to be a little more safer. And I'm like, that's correct, Mom. And I've been helping her, you know, install various protective mechanisms to avoid such uh, critical mistakes moving forward. So shout I, I always put your mom in the yeet category. Like she'll just yeet into pool two <laughs> of a Fonzie farm. Dude, my mom's always yeeting into pool two, dude. She is always. <laughs> she takes that risk bar and she just slides it to the max. She says, <laughs> she says rags are riches. Oh my God. Um, I'm always like, mom, stop yeeting. Yo, this is, this is a ridiculous situation. All right, let's dive into some of the stories from today. Well, hold on. This is a topic that we didn't even discuss. What? Meme Land setting up 69 validators for the Ethereum network. Dude, dude, 
clean your ears. I literally just read that in the weather report. Like, she just said it, dude. I oh, you did say this. You literally story. did say this. She had three this. bullet points, too. She had My, three, three yeah, you reasons In which they hold a large portion of their treasury in crypto, including Ethereum, to Thank stabilize you. the you. Ethereum blockchain. They're doing like, this for operating <laughs> revenue. And then the third reason Earning was rewards. stuff. My my apologies. I, I zoned out on that last bullet. That is embarrassing. Pio's embarrassed for me right now. I'm going to be honest. He's listening in. No, Nick, saying, it's classic you, though. We love you for you. I, hey, I appreciate that, Kix. Dude, you know what anyone just wants in life is to feel seen, and you've done that for me, Kix, so thank you. Uh, in terms of uh, the move here, I mean, I, I this is great. I actually wonder why more... Um, People don't do that. My question is, when you stake, you wonder why more NFT businesses don't hold their treasury in ETH? No, no, no. I'm saying those uh, that do, why they like if they're doing this sort of approach. I would not I hold my treasury in ETH. But um, yeah, I mean, if you're holding in crypto, why not? At least with like staking, and you set up your own validators. At least my understanding is that's like the risk profile on that is much lower than being in like an earn program on a centralized exchange, right? Uh, right. Because you're you're setting up the validators yourself, so you know. Well, so I don't know. I don't know what the process is. To be completely honest, like how, like I thought it's just proof of stake, which is literally just having a certain amount of money in a wallet, and then no, I think you got to actually set. So like you have to set up the validators yourself, or you have to go through a program like Lido. I think is one of the programs. Yeah, Lidofi. Yeah, yeah. But then like. I'm not sure if then you have exposure to Lido if you do it that way. So it sounds like Memeland's actually setting up the validators themselves, which means they're going to get all of the rewards. And, and it, what is it? 20 ETH required per validator? 32. Per, no? 32. 32 per validator. So there. 32. And if you yeah. mess it up, and if you mess up the setup, they like take a couple of ETH from you. It's pretty punishing. So that's $326,000, which uh, in the grand, grand scheme of things for uh, Memeland probably isn't that much. Um. But I, I, I like this. I mean, I think Ray is actually, he's basically one of the top uh, top five maybe executors in this space at the moment in terms of like the NFT space. We have a handful of people. I feel like you got Frank, which has done a great job with communication. You got Ray, who's done a great job. You have uh, Yuga is, is pushing the boundaries, obviously. So they're one of the, the three. Uh, Pudgy is doing it in their own way. And I'm trying to think what would be like... Zagabond the, with Azuki. Azuki's seems to be doing uh, doing really well. They all do it in their own unique ways too, which is the most interesting part. Like what Ray does is he's just kind of like, by the way, we're doing this. Like there was no prefacing of this. And everyone's like, oh, yeah. this is actually kind of cool. Then you have like Azuki who's like, they tease like the rabbit emoji and then another video and then they announce this big thing. Like they kind of lead up into it. And they all have yeah. their own like certain verticals on ways that they go about it. It's It's actually like a really interesting like I'll do a case study it on it and see like it how they each like bounce success. Kind of like how the tech companies are, you know, putting their stake in different areas. Like Azuki seems to have like a little bit more fashion style than some other projects. Luca's going like the uh, fidgetal full, route. Yeah, full like fidgetal IP based, a whole family's welcome to participate type play. Then you have D Gods and Franks who are very much like community subculture, building your own groups. And like he's he's been really aggressively showing like, the la the friendship depression videos on Twitter and how like know, he's trying wild. to help people find 
friends and ecosystems you care about. And I was like, this is actually dope. And then Ray's doing like this kind of like Web3 social network play, right? Yeah. Which is what just, I Ray's like having fun with it too, which is great. Like, in, you you guys, fact, hold on one second, Signal. You guys don't let each other finish your statement, so we can't get the entirety of what you all say, and you all do it with each other. We understand, though. No, but no, have no really one else does, ABC. so I, I just want to acknowledge that. Signal, please, you have space, and I'll let you completely finish your entire statement. I have to say, it's very cute between Easy and Nick, uh, Easy and Kick, so they kind of finish off each other's sentences. So it, it is one sentence, but just spoken by two individuals. It's actually, it's actually very cute. But <laughs> what I was going to say is that, um, uh, like, Captain's obviously up at 6.2. And I know ages ago we we said, I think, sell on Cubs. But um, I was looking into Cubs uh, last week because they had a bit of a of, of a pump. And actually, the head of uh, Cubs is essentially helped uh, Ray on um, Memeland. So he was behind the technical side of it. And those two projects are very uh, intertwined. But from an ideas perspective, I it came from the same person, but they've sort of you know, they are separate projects. And I just think um, because, or as I read in a thread, um, the founder of Cubs isn't like, he's not really front facing camera uh, from a language perspective, but I think that could be one of the most interesting projects to follow in terms of if you see momentum or we are seeing momentum on captains and that isn't an entry point to look at, to definitely be looking at Cubs because people are very very bullish on yoga pets and what that ecosystem is doing and it, it and it is very similar to captains but in a good way i it came from the same person so that's why you can't actually say it's the same idea because it literally is the same idea from the same person and split into a different um project so i'd be looking at cubs as well so fun fact the nifty company wallet holds one we purchased one on saturday for one eth we're now up about 35 percent on that nice. Nice. Uh, nice trade there yeah good so i saw the momentum i've been watching cubs a lot of people calling them at point seven. I saw them push to like 110, retrace to like 108. Threw a bit out there, got hit for like 109. Totally fine right. with that. Looking, we're going to probably retest this all-time high over the next couple of days, which is the 17 area. But to your point, if captains and potatoes continue to run, Cubs are going to be the lag to that because Kung, who's the founder of Cubs, has done a lot of the marketing efforts, a lot of the ideology behind captains as well. And then it's the exposure play. So you're actually seeing potatoes where you needed three to get a captain's. You need three cubs to get a yoga pet. So it's the same playbook, just delayed at the moment. So I, one thing that I think is interesting about all of these is that the marketing and what like Web3 native marketing, essentially, which is like catering to people that are in this space in particular, where it's like we set up an ETH validator node. Like n no one outside of this space is going to have any idea what an ETH validator node is, and it's not relevant at all. But people inside the space are like, wow, that's interesting. It looks like they're doing things. And I think that that's um, Ray's particularly effective at that, you know, and keeping relevance. Like he bought it, this expensive NFT. And if he had a million dollars that he was going to buy worth of NFTs, that means he can pull that out of the playbook, you know, five more times uh, and buy a premium NFT if he's really uh, feeling it. And then there's also just doing these um, crypto centric actions which build attention and build interest do the are the captains still babies yep so i For mean now. it and the cadence that he's operating at is is really fascinating to watch as well i they're they're a great one to learn from and take notes uh, take notes on because he kind of he came later to the game when it comes to uh launching the project i think that was i, I don't know when um 
meme land October of last year or was it earlier? I, it was definitely later or, or around that. Yeah. If, if anything, it was around that time versus like Moonbirds, which had happened earlier in the year. I just think it's um, he's been doing a great job. And the, and the interesting thing is it feels like or I feel like he has a little more something to prove uh, versus like Kevin Rose or something like that, where uh, Kevin already has uh, immense success uh, when it comes to uh, primarily smart investments that he's made, being an early investor in Uber and a couple of other deals that he's done and then had some uh, startups since which are making money. But I think him as an investor is what really generated most of his income. And I, I think that, uh, uh, and Dig, I, I think Dig was a loss, frankly, but um, Ray, in terms of what they had with 9Gag, I mean, it, it was a it was a successful website as it applies to trap website traffic, but it, it's still a startup that's active that uh, you know they've been trying to figure out what to do, and this has spawned out of that. I I just feel like he has an edge with something to prove, but also a little more maturity as an as an experienced entrepreneur, and that's something that this space historically just lacks. Uh, so it's pretty cool to see someone you know so, an entrepreneur that has a ton of experience. It also feels like they have something to prove, and I connect with them on on uh, on that level, and uh, it's pretty cool um, to see that going down. So, anyways, next uh, subject here. I thought I missed out on this uh, winged helmets. I I, I don't know how much there is to say on this. I guess congratulations to whoever got these winged helmets. Yet another. How many of these were there? Two thousand two hundred and twenty-two. Yeah. So, so basically, I'm actually a buyer of these. At like 0.4 area. I think that this is like a no-brainer buy, tuck in a vault, and forget about for a year. Because as the game continues to develop, this is the first cosmetic that yeah. you're getting for Other Deed. So your bet here is that Other Deed will have some players. And like you can compare this to things like WoW, old school yeah. RuneScape, stuff like that. Party you look hats. at Party Hats. That's yeah. the exact comparison. They, they sell for about an ETH right now in actual cash right now on OTC desks. Um, and for me, I, I was like, this is at 10 K like when, when a couple of years ago, I think they peaked at 10 K. So like that, that you, you could get a lot of upside on these. As you said, it's like, basically it's a bet on the success of other side. If other side is successful, these things could easily be worth 10 ETH one day. Exactly. Easily. And so that's why, uh, I wanted to interrupt you real quick, uh, which is, <laughs> uh, uh, how do I find the collection on OpenSea? It's called Other Side Relics. Yeah. Is what it's titled as. <laughs> and it's a winged helmet. But I think kicks a spot on. The only reason those went down from 10K is because they diluted the supply again. They released uh, party hats again, which caused yeah. the price action to plummet. Whereas these are fixed. You can't just dump more of them. So, and they've also teased that there's going to be more cosmetics coming out. Sorry. What the hell is this hat? Is this like a... It's a winged helmet. Oh, it's a... You I can see. fly. You can fly if you have them. Okay. I made that up. Now you can fly without them. Okay. Well, this is re really <laughs> interesting. These are trading for more than the artifact shoes uh, that you, where you actually get the shoes, uh, the Murakami artifact shoes. I don't know. I feel like uh, if I'm looking at this, what, what price did you say you would buy this at, Easy? Sub 0.4. Damn, dude. And what are the artifact shoes trading at? Point, 0.35? Uh, are they? I would have to double check. I think those have only tanked because they announced the forging and it hasn't started yet. 
Like, I think the artifact shoes are like a no brainer if they continue to trend down as soon as you can actually order them. Like, that's the big thing here is like your my speculation on this helmet. And go ahead, because I, I think you're wrong. They're, the yeah, they're, they're point point five three nine. Yeah, okay. Um, I think the play here with this cosmetic is literally just that you're betting on other side having a handful of players. You know, like, I think this will trail off here because we're not going to have another trip for an extended period of time. We have two games that are launching soon, so I think the speculation and, like, focus on these is going to tailor off. We actually saw them on Sunday pump to 0.85 before retracing again. So even here, like, I'm kind of closely monitoring them because if I can get in sub 0.4, I want to buy one of these and literally just tuck it away. And just like forget I own it. I'm gonna be honest. This part of it way more interesting to me than what what the the transition uh, that they've been like. And I I look. I'm rooting for Yuga. We all should be technically because they're the biggest player in the NFT space. Uh, how they decouple Board Ape Yacht Club and all the other side stuff to me is gonna be most important. But when I look at this. This in-game assets is interesting to me. Having the codas and everything else, how they like isolate that entire ecosystem, I, I'm really curious to see how, how this goes. But uh, there's more and more assets that are dropping. That said, dude, like let's be let, let's be truly objective about this. We're paying that premium on these in-game assets without a game versus like. How many uh, Fortnite skins sell for $1,000 each day? You can buy a season one Fortnite account for double digits, five figures for ones that have complete season one battle passes. It's The thing with cosmetics is it's a long game. Like As wild yeah. as that sounds, you literally just have to sit on these assets for five to 10 years and they go up 10x because like the, your bet is that more people will roll into the space over time and purely that. Like you're betting that this is the first cosmetic item and that's all the thing. Like World of Warcraft's a great example. They released a wow t-shirt that literally just says wow. And there's 3,000, 4,000 of them, and people pay anywhere from 10 to 30 grand for it. And that's literally just cash. But, but easy, like, I mean, obviously, as I see this playing out, it's that like everything will be decoupled in the end, right? For the Agora. So we've got these helmets, but there's gonna be more firsts to come of this game just because we're so early. So is your strategy then to then just collect all these first in the hope what, that hold on the one game sec. will become what it... What, what's on your screen, Kix? What, what? It's a uh, apparition. <laughs> it's, it's a what? For those that are listening right now, Kix has what looks like a giant bug on, on his screen. Uh, sorry. It's a balloon. S signal back, back, back to you. My apologies. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it does look odd. Actually, I didn't see it until now, but yeah, looks like a bug. Um, uh, what was I saying? Um, yeah, you were so asking about my bet on is it all cosmetics? So yeah, because there's because there's going to be so many firsts coming like this year. So we've got the first pendants. We've got now the first helmets. We're going to have more more trips. So it's like, at what point is so like which of these assets should be looking at? Because we've also got this resources as well. This is the one. Like, why this, this is, one? It's the first one from a competition on the other side that allowed for anything. Like you're getting this helmet. Yes, there may be others, but my bet is purely on the fact that this is the first cosmetic and it's capped to 2000. Like long term, if the game's actually successful, you got to think it's the biggest flex. Yeah, exactly. Like cosmetics. You have the first ever cosmetic other side ever released. You were there when they first 
created multiplayer like competition style and you won like that's what this this signifies that you are a winner on the first thing another side when you could do it and only two thousand other people are so like to me it's literally just a flex like it's like oh yeah look at you you don't have a helmet you lost you know like that's and people are like the bet here is on the fact that like people are going to use the internet more and people are going to tie themselves to whatever form of digital identity they can so if people enjoy playing this game in any capacity the flex is just like I'm a winner. I have this helmet. You don't, and that's like the the, the most simplistic way, down to caveman style ethics that we can get to on this. And I think that I think that's literally why it will end up holding value. But I'm not saying like this is like a 72 hour trade or even like a three week trade. Like this is something I want to literally buy and forget about and find the ledger in a year and be like, oh shit, I still have this. If I, if I was out on a date and I told a girl that I had spent over $1,000 on an in-game asset for a game that doesn't exist, first she's going to say, what the fuck are you talking about? And then the second thing is going to be like, you are not good with your money. And <laughs> be like, uh, or one of two things. One, say, hey, clearly you have enough money. Dude, Kicks, what's going on with that that camera? Like, it, it comes and it goes. Are, like... I don't know what the hell that thing is. It looks like a heart hanging from this from your camera. You're, and you were just like, oh, it's an aberration. Like, that's just a normal thing. Oh, is there a balloon back there? Yeah, it's a Valentine's Day balloon. For you. Wait, you that's- still have a Valentine's Day balloon <laughs> that's, that's actually inflated? Dude, helium, there's a huge helium shortage. I could probably get 10 bucks for that thing. Cash. On Facebook Marketplace. Easily. No, but hold on. For a year. That are you serious? Yeah, that balloon's lasted since February fourteenth. It's a high end balloon. Like this thing doesn't leak. It's just it's like a hot air balloon. That thing will be up for years. That this thing will last longer than the than the party hat that we're talking about. How much did that balloon cost? Like four hundred bucks, dude. It it, it literally. Are you it, are you being serious never, right now? No, I bought it at CVS. <laughs> But it's impressive, dude. I'm not going to move it until this thing deflates. It may be with us for years. Um, I'm not sure. But it's never uh, appeared in the blurry uh, shot before. Uh, And today it's decided to show up. And so I'm just kind of letting it rock over there in the background. See if I I move the blur around. You can kind of (laughs) see. I I thought that that was like a bug on your screen or something. I was literally checking with my mouse what the screen was. Wow. Sorry for the tangent. Talk about ADHD hosting. You, you got me. You got me. I should. No, dude, it, it, yeah. It's, it's holding the floor nicely, man. It's great value. Great investment. <laughs> One of the things I think is super interesting. I'm curious to get your y'all's opinion on is so uh, other deed, right? like went to other deed expanded. And then because of that, we got other deed vessels, right? And my understanding is that the vessels are only used for the Mara game, right? The 2D strategy game coming out. What I think is super interesting is that other deeds went to like 1.8 without the expectation of this 2D strategy game coming out. At least that's my understanding, right? And now people have like priced price them as like if that they were expected to be together like it was an expected airdrop right now other deeds are down to one e i just think that's kind of interesting that other deeds have dropped so much because they split out vessels which to my knowledge 
people weren't expecting these even to come out like three months ago. So I'm wondering if like why other deeds is being priced so low. Uh, I asked this exact question. So I was I was asking someone this exact question yeah. because the the pricing just didn't make any like any sense from a decoupling perspective because you would think that the vessel and the land should be the same price as the deeds, like as the original deeds. Um, and well, so, so someone I spoke to said that you you can kind of think of it like an airdrop almost. That now that the vessels have been airdropped, yes. it's like the market knows that, that like the event has passed. And so there's no future speculation coming in. So the two won't act as parity, like the, the vessel and the expanded um, versus the original other deed. So that's kind of how um, I'm looking at it now. There's Think rarity like in play, though. It, that's the thing. There's rarity in play. So if you get the enchanter, you're now making more than the other deed pre-burned. So that's the bet here is if you get the Enchanter plus other deed expanded, you're making 0.2 to 0.3. Whereas if you get the Farmer or the Hunter, that's where you're now actually getting less. So Sorry. it's basically just like a reveal bet. What do you mean? How are you getting 0.2 to 0.3? The Enchanter is the rare value. Yeah. So yeah, it's the floor. Oh, just above the it's floor. higher. Yeah if, yeah. if you ended up getting it. So the, the question I have. So your bet is that a pre-reveal. But here's my thought uh, to Signal's point. Inevitably, I don't think this is the last airdrop. And in fact, if uh, like I would uh, expect the other deeds that have uh, various, uh, I don't know what the term is for them. Is it relics that are on on the land? That, yeah. Like any that have that, do you think that they're going to be entitled to get these as a result of it? Like inevitably? And so... I don't know. I'm I'm sort of curious. Get what specifically? Well, we have this winged helmet here that came that came up, and so my question is, oh, is like, so the, could they end up airdropping some of these? Like, this is something. Look, uh, love or hate the dynamics and the dilution conversation that we've been having on an ongoing basis, but from a gaming standpoint, if they're able to ignore Board Ape Yacht Club and ignore Mutant Ape Yacht Club. If other deed or other side is able to continue doing airdrops and interesting assets and other things, it could create a pretty cool ecosystem where they're able to essentially have a separate, if they can successfully decouple these two things, they have a, a, a testing ground where they can introduce a bunch of NFTs to the ecosystem, potentially without diluting Board API Club and Mutant API Club. If they're able to pull that off, that would be a, that would be a coup, and uh, it would be incredible. And what they can start doing is they can start playing with interesting dynamics associated with the land, where you're talking about a 2D strategy game, essentially car uh, settlers of Catan style thing is what I'm I'm envisioning, especially how they're describing land and the way that settlers of Catan is structured. I could see a lot of uh, overlap there. Um, but regardless, it, it's and, and man, they could do some cool things with that uh, in terms of like doing online gameplay. I don't know if you've ever tried a, a distributed sellers of Catan online. I did it one, during a COVID. There was like a group of people at work who would play settlers. And I actually didn't really enjoy the game that all that much. But it, uh, the socializing during it was pretty entertaining. And uh, having that multiplayer dynamic, it would be interesting if they made something like that. This is like almost a throwback to, I think, of um, Yahoo Games 
back in the day, I would play like spades with my friends and, and we, we would uh, play multiplayer online. And I just think there's a lot of interesting things that they could do uh, to, to spark engagement, um, to kind of turn those, uh, the other deeds into playing cards. And that's, that's interesting. I think there's something that's interesting there yeah. and there could be more airdrops associated with that. Yeah, I think I think you're spot on too because of uh, what the like what the messaging says on other deed expanded. It says these evolved other deeds enable holders to play future games in the Yuga Labs universe. So it seems to me that the value proposition for other deed because I used to look at it solely as similar to Sandbox Land. This is a pass to basically be able to create an experience. Uh, in uh, other side, now it seems like this this has two types of value. One is what I just said: the ability, like land, digital land, the ability to create an experience in other side. But also, it seems to be acting as a pass to a suite of games that they're making, with the Legend of Mara being the first game. So you're kind of I, well, I used to price it just like it was digital land, right? And at, when it was at 1.5 and above that that valuation seems very high but now it seems like it's acting as a pass to future games and as like an experience creator in other side which is kind of interesting yes and and also on so i was going to say also on that point it's interesting because last year i would have said a bet on other deed a bet on sandbox and decentraland is a bet on all when like when nothing was happening and it was just like they we have these 100 uh, 100,000 plots of land, I would have just thought of it as a metaverse play and just been like, a bet on one is a bet on all. But now you're just seeing uh, other deeds completely differentiate themselves in, in in a completely different way to what the direction that Sandbox and Decentraland have taken. And I really like your like your way of thinking of having like other deeds thinking of them as a pass to future games, which means they, like obviously they want everybody to upgrade to expanded. So the original other deeds in the end will lose value and that value will be transferred to expanded for these suites of products. But that means we could see quite a bit of volatility over the next 12 to 18 months, depending on like what else they release. So, well, I just want to say kicks, you know, when it comes to trading cards, the other thing that really comes to mind uh, of someone who's really demonstrated a, capacity for trading cards and executing on it properly in a way that just makes a ton of sense is so rare. And when I think of, uh, you know, the fact that they're also happen that happening, they happen to be sponsoring today's episode as well. I just think how perfect, you know, how perfect is it that they chose to sponsor us for today? You know, and like I said earlier, they just started up their second season of fantasy sports for the MLB. There may not be other side relics on these, but this is real world competition that you're associating these cards with. Uh, so you could even argue some people have a preference of, of that over the fantasy, uh, the fake world versus the fantasy around the real world. So rare MLB is a free to play fantasy baseball game with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across MLB's 30 teams. Uh, I didn't even know there were 30 teams. That's because I don't pay attention to baseball effectively. Uh, but Bunny does, and Bunny's a big fan. Unlike other fantasy baseball platforms, so rare managers truly own their fantasy experience. 
scouting, buying, selling, competing with player cards each week and next season. Uh, I feel like you could go off on a lot of directions with owning your fantasy, but uh, I won't do that right now. Win or lose, you still own your cards. Cards in the 2023 season can be used next season and so on. That's a pretty cool aspect of it, actually, that you can reuse your cards in future seasons. Uh, that's pretty sick. Uh, now, I wonder how they deal with the uh, supply dynamics um, as that happens. But the more you win, the more you advance collecting increasingly powerful cards. So there are game dynamics here where the, uh, the more you play, the better pieces you can win, which I like that. Uh, I kind of want to steal that. So where MLB uses an action-based scoring system where events that happen on the baseball field immediately translate into positive or negative points for your so rare team. They're also on Starkware, Layer 2 Ethereum, scaling to millions of users. Layer 2, baby. Uh, are these winged, these winged helmets, those are ETH proper, right? Yeah. That's fascinating. I wonder how many of these are going to end up on ETH proper. Their choice to go down this path is an interesting one. You know, it's funny because remember uh, when the other side drop happened, uh, they were talking about building a, a layer two. So rare already went and did that. So if you haven't signed up for so rare, go over to the nifty.com slash so rare sign up. And you also got a chance to win this limited Mike Trout card to those listeners who sign up with the link, uh, this month. So sign up on the link, the nifty.com slash so rare. What did happen to that though? With other deeds they sort of just like abandon it. I feel like, or maybe they'll eventually do that. An ace in our I think there's still a lot of opportunity for them to still do that, you know? Like, I don't think it's abandoned. I think we're still, like, in the batter's box of what other side's going to become. Yeah, and I think the... I like that analogy there. Easy. In the batter's box. Classic, classic baseball analogy. As one usually says, I've never used that phrase, but here we are. Uh, that's so much for other side. Uh, Gremplin, oh, actually, I got a question. So the OpenSea Genesis is up to 0.05 ETH4. Uh, they disabled from earning points on Blur. Um, uh, Blur actually was the one that blocked it. Pac-Man claimed there was clear tr uh, wash trading on the collection. Yeah, OpenSea was out there wash trading it. Dude, what, bunch of dirty dogs, you know? Um, any, like it, uh, I minted one and I'm just holding our, what are our thoughts on this? Is this a long-term buy? No. Wow. <laughs> well, you just I've, laughing in the I've never been laughed at. <laughs> Dude, you said no. What? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> think about it. That's like being like, yeah, yeah dude, it's a terrible buy long term. <laughs> <laughs> hey, great conversation, y'all. That was fun. <laughs> we're, just, we're not even going to entertain the conversation. Hey, we're just shooting this down before we even start. Here's, here's the, just of all the things to, so I just say of all the things to buy in the hour that we've been discussing, you want to buy the one item that has like 180,000 supply, 50% minted. <laughs> And it's like, I, I mean, I would take a bet on the on the winged helmets before I would do Gemesis. They did say as well, it's just commemorative and there's other stuff to come, but definitely go mint it. I mean, mint it, sell it. If you're one of the early users, you got a little bit of a premium on that. But 
I mean, this doesn't need to sit in your wallet until your grave. Uh, well, sounds like I'm a dodo for holding on to it. Guess I'll sell mine. Um, but in terms of uh, continued c conversation, one thing I wanted to bring up, dude, uh, easy. You had called Pixelmon. Did you trade it? It's up 80%. Uh, no. I know. I didn't. And I, I've, <laughs> of all things, once again, I faded myself. I had been saying, like, this feels good. Uh, I think they're going to actually end up doing something. And sure enough, Saturday Dingling was like, this is going to be the greatest comeback story we see. Just swept 60 of them. And uh, they absolutely rocketed. So they almost touched an ETH. I, I'm like not, like, I don't want to fade Pixelmon, but I think there's other plays there now. Like, I'm looking at the trainers. The Pixelmon Evolution Serum touched an ETH. They've since retraced on these. I think just like the, the all eyes on it at the moment has it where it's at. If it gets back similar price action, like 0.5 area, I'd be a little bit more comfortable getting in. But like they they keep teasing game highlights. I think if anyone's going to actually deliver with a 60 million now dollar war chest, they can do some damage. Uh, the other one on here on the list, Milady Maker up 55%. I th we don't talk about those. We respect what they do. Let them do what they do. Don't get the Milady curse. It's bad. Well, Kobe changed his PFP to one, which, right? Which which caused the initial price action. I think. So what happened? Like and, well, and Stu too. Yep. So this went from being a, a pedophilia ring to being a respected project. Is that the deal? Well, they it, they came out and said that all those allegations were false, like verifiably false, and the person who made the initial allegations said that they were wrong. So there's now just been like this huge shift. But why would someone get these? Is, uh, they throw raves and 60% of holders who attend the rave go to the hospital. Sorry, Bunny was speaking also there, Easy. Bunny, what what are you going to say? No, crypto Twitter's always supported the Miladies. And now, like, with, with the bigger people changing their PFPs, it's, like, more socially acceptable. Uh, like, I don't know. Uh, are, are they building anything? I, I, no. They host raves. And then the day after the rave, a bunch of the holders end up in the hospital. It's actually kind of impressive. They also bailed out one of their holders who went to prison. They raised bail money as a community. It's they're a strong community. Yeah, that was the guy who destroyed the Gucci store, right? Yeah, it was Todd Fine. So uh, the other project, D Gods, up to nine point four ETH. Are they the second most valuable PFP? Pro I, so you got CryptoPunks and Apes, obviously. After Azuki, yeah. yeah. On the midships, yeah. Azuki, mutants, and then D gods. Wow. And uh th that's that's just insane. Um it went up to as high as point or ten point three ETH uh this weekend, <clears throat> which is a pretty insane floor to uh sustain. Um I think what what maybe one could argue, I feel like with his Bitcoin ordinals uh thing may have attracted more whales into the ecosystem um i but shout out to them what were they priced at before the tr a transition over to eth right they, yeah and then the bridge happened they pumped to 11 so if you actually bought day of the bridge you're still down okay but um if you bought they consistently traded 7.6 to 8.5 then the bridge got announced, and then they pumped to 11. Then they bridged, tailed all the way back to 8.5, and are now back at 10.3.
or got to 10 3 now, just under 10. Well, and they already have 5,500 ETH in volume on secondary, which is pretty insane. What? How does that compare to what uh, D God's volume was prior to the transition uh, on Solana? Uh, I think it's probably pretty comparable. I mean, you look at Solana volume, and now that that's basically stopped happening, about 50% of the daily volume on Sol was largely D God's and Utes. So wow. It's, uh, yeah. Down to about 55k, and it was trading at about 110 over that last week. Sorry, 55k, uh, thousand Solana. Solana. Yeah, and previous was about 110. So we did see some some ebbs and flows because before that it did hail to 70, 80, pump back up. Basically, any D gods and Utes announcement caused a lot of price action and volatility across the whole ecosystem. And you've seen some other projects gain that liquidity edge, but now there's just not as consistent big sales, which definitely helps total volume numbers because they were so like outside of the stratosphere when it comes to like floor price. Like they were the only Solana project that was trading at a thousand soul at one point. This is kind of crazy. So you're telling me that they're doing that Solana as an entire blockchain is doing a million dollars of sales each week. Yeah. I mean, how do you feel about that? Feels good. <laughs> well, like, what kind of question is that? I mean, well, it's I mean, been doing but, a million like, for an extended period of time. And, and what is, um, what, but ETH has like 10x that, right? Yeah. I mean, there's just larger players. Like, that's kind of the thing that I look at. Like, the average asset on Sol is still significantly cheaper. Like, the majority of assets on Solana are under an ETH. So, when you look at it from like a scale and size perspective, we don't have 160 ETH sales on Solana, which obviously dictates that kind of like price action. When you even, like, if you look now in January, there was 9 million Solana traded. In January last month, four point eight million sold traded in the month. In the last seven days, we've done nine hundred thousand sold volume, and that's down about six percent. Sorry, uh, I, my numbers were way off. So uh, ETH right now in NFT volume is doing three hundred twenty-two times as much as Solana is. Yeah, three hundred twenty-two. Um, and is Solana number two? You look at crypto slam. I believe it is number two, and then Polygon and three. That gap is so massive. It, it's 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 just staggering to to see that. Uh, so one thing that bothers me about crypto slam though is right now it says ETH in the last twenty four hours did eleven point nine million. Sold did one point five. But oh really? Yeah, that's what crypto slam says right now. But you're saying that that's eleven point nine million. Okay, well then that's a completely different gap. But when we're reporting on it this morning, we said uh, that uh, total market volume was forty-six million. Blur did twenty-six million. OpenSea did eleven. Then so, someone's numbers are wrong, and I think it's Crypto Slams. Yeah, Crypto Slam is wrong. Uh, I'm assuming we get our numbers from uh, whatever that charting site is. I'm blanking on the name. Um, on on the ETH side, it comes from Degen's Finance. Okay. Well, there we go. Um, so I guess crypto slam is just dead. <laughs> like the, 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 like their data is just completely, their numbers have never been accurate. Like sometimes they're like, yeah, there was seven traders on Ethereum yesterday. And it's like, you know, I don't think I agree with that. <laughs> well, as someone who had built an analytics tool on top of, of ETH, it's challenging, man. Uh, so respect to them for continuing the game. Uh, invisible friends was one that was uh, listed on here of being up 15% to 1.9. What's going on in Invisible Friends land? Remember when I called that a rug and they got really mad? 
Well, hasn't there been a lot going on in that ecosystem, mainly because they've just had the iron pore gang mint just come out. And as I believe some of these collections, like the mood rollers, um, I can't remember the one on Solana easy, but uh, drop the name if you can. But if you hold a certain number of these assets and they allow you to get the next one coming. So for example, garbage friends will be one of them coming out later on. And so, you know, a lot of these assets are still holding value because they're driving value to it but that that ecosystem i mean i remember when micah bought these up those mood rollers when they were like at slim hoods 0.01 slim hoods 0.01 and that that was an absolute cook if he'd gone in earlier and i think now like the quality of the artists that you're seeing going into um uh, into rcc it's, it's it's just been insanely high like the artist i can't remember his name now adam behind i uh iron Port adam Gang. that's Abbott and eight thank you that's an insane collection like each each JPEG has its own custom sound. So um, if you're like seeing an ape inside a, like a gaming mech, that gaming mech is making its own custom sound. And I just think the effort and the quality of the artists going into that ecosystem is something to keep an eye on because they could easily have the next DK. But that, you know, it's not DK when you hear about them, but when they come up and they're an emerging, that's somebody who you could be buying like pretty early at a good price. So I would keep uh, an eye on um, RCC and what they're doing. This is, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, uh, the, the, art, the, the art for Garbage Friends looks actually really cool. Um, I, I was uh, skeptical of uh, them launching another NFT collection. But as we know, that's basically the only thing that the NFT space wants is more NFTs. So they're delivering on that promise, which is great. Um, uh, one other thing, we got a free NFT today. We need like an intro song for the free NFT. Hey. You looking for free NFTs? Come on down to the free NFT show. We're offering them every single day. Most days. It's almost daily. Uh, that's, that's what uh, we say here. There's a password today. And today's password... Could have been guessed, it looks like, but no one would have guessed it. Uh, it's one word, though. No numbers in today's. Um, it starts with a T. Any guesses, anybody? Trout. No. <laughs> Tangerine. We're giving away the Mike Trout thing. Dude. Here's the deal. Know. To convert. Twitter. Twitter. No. <laughs> Here's what the de- how I would. Dis- Transylvania. You're getting close. Ooh. So to convert from one thing into another. Transformation. Transformation. Tibetan monks. Transformer. Transformer. You guys are close, but what's the root of this? Transmog. No. Tra- <laughs> <laughs> it's transform. Transform. T-R-A. I said transformer. Yeah, you said transformer. That's not transform. Uh, and I said Nick, you that wasn't any- the password that was on the site. Huh? The one that was just shown in the entry box was not that on the YouTube screen. What did you put on the on the on the box there? It said transport. Uh, well, it's transform. Now it's transform. So transform is the correct one. This is another roadmap item. This is going to be a portal only moment. Uh, this is for enter the portal, <clears throat> and that event is going to be only for portal holders. Um. 
more information to come on this, but this is another roadmap item. Uh, I got edition 187, which ain't bad because I waited to uh, do that. Um, I'm not going to say anything else about this. We got a bunch of stuff. Uh, next week, actually, we have a ton of stuff uh, at the beginning of um, another phase. If you want to see what the timing on all these different things are, you can click on phase two on the website and you will see uh, dates and timelines associated with this, uh, with each of these things. So anywho, uh, let, last thing before uh, we dive in. Actually, there's one last thing I want to mention before we uh, uh, wrap up our conversation. Dude, I, you know what uh, one of my most memorable moments are? Um, from Have you had any unique experiences, like life experiences where you get, uh, I don't know, you get to like meet a celebrity or... Uh, go do an experience with someone. Have any of you all had that sort of like once in a lifetime sort of thing? And what was it? No, none of the speakers have literally done. You guys are boring. Okay, so let I, me I got a I I got a uh, NFT to do a group Zoom call with Donald Trump. There we go. <laughs> have you done the call yet? No, I don't even know where the NFT is. Um, I don't even know how to use it. Um, I don't really want to. Do you want to go on? I'm not a big group Zoom call kind of guy. Okay, like well, here's what I did. I went and I was on the field batting, doing batting practice with the Washington Nationals. That was my experience, was a batting practice with the Washington Nationals because my roommate worked at an investment bank and uh, they, they used to have, someone had season tickets and they couldn't go and they gave it to him and he was like, Yo, I can't go. I have to stay at work. Do you want to go? So I'm on there smashing balls, almost hitting home runs. I'm gonna be honest. They almost recruited me for the team because my my swing was so good. Uh, and I say that's a unique experience. And almost as unique to that is trading and collecting on so rare, another baseball related subject matter. Uh, like I said before, season two is here. You already know what's going on. Uh, it's the first gamification through fantasy meets true ownership in a digital environment, all made possible by blockchain technology. You can say that three times fast. Uh, game weeks happen twice weekly and span a three to four day cycle, Monday to Thursday, Friday to Sunday. At the end of each game week, managers who rank at or near the top of our tournament leaderboards win a variety of rewards which can include scarcity cards, game tickets, merchandise, signed jerseys, and VIP experiences. I like this. The higher you finish, the better the rewards. Prize pools for each competition vary by week. Starting in week three, SoRare will be adding ETH rewards. What? Let's get that cash. That's very exciting. The game isn't crypto specific. You can also buy cards with a credit card. Some onboard your, uh, <clears throat> so onboard your whole family. Damn, all right. Well, like I said, we're giving away a Mike Trout card. So sign up for SoRare at thenifty.com slash SoRare. Uh, anything else that you all uh, see in the market that we didn't discuss that you think is worth noting before we wrap? Good day to have a good day. A lot of announcements this week. Bunch of big events. A lot of speculation. Should see some volatile price action only for the floors to plummet because everyone has to recoup however much they spend in New York City. 
and uh, taxes are due on the 17th. So expect some volatile U.S. dollar price action. If you uh, are at NFT NYC, uh, we're putting on an event with 2-Bit Bears. Um, you can sign up at, uh, I think, is the Eventbrite on our Twitter, Clemente? I believe so, yes. Okay. If not, I'll, I'll tweet it out right now. All right. So there you go. Check out the, uh, the event on our Twitter account, Nifty, at Nifty Portal, and uh, you can join the event. There's a link to the Eventbrite. Sign up, and we'll see you there. That's on Thursday. Thursday, we're hosting that. It's in Seaport. I think it's going to be like an afternoon cocktail sort of thing at like five. Is it five? Five to seven thirty. There we go. I like that time. So if you got a dinner afterwards, you can head to that dinner. Um, I'm excited for that. So we'll see you at uh, that event. Shout out to Two Bit Bears for uh, making this possible. Really excited to be partnering with them. And it sounds like they have some creative ideas. I, I don't know what uh, the situation is, but uh, we may be doing some creative stuff down there. Seaport, it's back where uh, all of the, if you're not familiar with New York, it's where uh, the Board Ape uh, events were. And uh, as a result, a lot of other events down there. I, I like Seaport. So anyways, we'll see you down there. Thanks again for joining. And we'll see you on tomorrow's episode. It seems that I'm hosting again tomorrow. Damn. Theo gets two days off. What a, what a lucky guy. Can't wait. Uh, remember, Smash that like button and subscribe if you're on YouTube.